just down the road from my parents' house, from where I grew up. I can't imagine how it's going to be, and the idea that the stadium will be full, I know people will come out and support because Birmingham fans are like no other. I've had so many personal bests in that stadium. Honestly, it's absolutely crazy to be in these historic races where I'm seeing crazy times, but it's great because it inspires me. Your mental health, your, your mental well-being is looked after when you train, when you work out, when you run. The mental side of, of this needs to be uh, pushed out there just as much as the physical aspects of training. Hello and welcome back to the England Athletics podcast. On the show, you'll hear from some of the stars of the Tokyo Olympic Games, already getting excited about next year's Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. Plus, our club visit to Hercules Wimbledon in southwest London, where the community is trying to raise awareness of the need to renovate their track. World and European 4x400m relay medalist Dwayne Cowan was among those there. More on that in a moment. First, Team GB long jumper Jasmine Sawyers says she'll look to compete at all three major athletics championships next summer, with the Worlds, Commonwealth and Europeans all back-to-back. Sawyers jumped a new best of 6 metres 90 this year and finished 8th in Tokyo. Here's what she had to say after competing on the Diamond League circuit in Switzerland. Jasmine, you jumped a personal best this year and after Tokyo you were disappointed. So how do you look back at the season at this point? I am really happy with pretty much everything in the season except my placing in Tokyo. All in all, I've had a great year. I've improved my average over competitions. I've improved my personal best. I've jumped my furthest ever distance in a championship. I just felt like I had more on that day in Tokyo and that's why I was disappointed. You know, I looked at my jumps and I did things wrong that I think could have got me into the medals if I'd done them right. So that was the disappointment. I I really think I've had a great year. You know, especially when I look and think I hadn't made a final since Europeans in 2018 and I hadn't made a global final since Rio. So, you know, it was a great result. I just, I wanted more, Uh, but it's been a good year. So, um, with three big competitions next year, when do you think you'll decide which to compete at? What do you mean which? I want to do them all. It's long jump, right? If I, if I get it right, I only have to do seven jumps a competition. One for the qualifying and six in the final. I want to do them all. I feel like a field event is the perfect event to do all three. We can figure out the jet lag. I can be tired. Look, I will never get the opportunity to do three championships in that space of time ever again. Why not try? How excited are you about the Commonwealth Games being in the city of Birmingham, right next to where you live? You know, it's about 45 minutes from my hometown, Stoke-on-Trent, and even Glasgow in 2014 felt like a home games. So having a Commonwealth just down the road from my parents' house, from where I grew up, I can't imagine how it's going to be, and the idea that the stadium will be full, I know people will come out and support because Birmingham fans are like no other. I've had so many personal bests in that stadium at British Championships, and so I think next year might be the time to do it in a, in a Commonwealth Games, you know, and I'm still chasing to chasing the idea of one-upping my silver from uh, Glasgow. That feels like a long time ago now. Um, but, you know, it's still the same people kicking around, and I would love to one-up it and then take the gold. So that's got to be the goal. That's going to be the goal. Gold in front of the home crowd. Let's hope you get that goal. So, thank you so much. Jasmine Sawyers with great enthusiasm as ever. Later, you'll hear from Olympic medalists Keely Hodgkinson 
and Holly Bradshaw. Now our visit to Hercules Wimbledon. The club are calling for financial support from councillors, saying that their track is over 30 years old and in need of renewal. England Athletic CEO Chris Jones has been to find out more. Here at Hercules Wimbledon with Sheila and with Dwayne, both have different involvements here at the club, but I'm going to bring Sheila in to start with. Just explain what you do, Sheila, here at the club and uh, what we are doing this evening. I'm the club secretary and I do pretty much everything really, Um, anything people ask me to, looking after the coaches, looking after the athletes. Uh, We're here because we are having difficulty with the local council convincing them of the urgency to get this track relayed because it was inspected in 2019 and we have tree roots undermining it, the surface is deteriorating and we basically have until 2023 to get our England Athletics track mark accreditation (laughs) renewed otherwise we may not be able to carry on holding athletics here and we have over 650 members on a Sunday morning we also have our seven ups and overs and we have 200 people on that waiting list for the little ones 100 taking part enjoying themselves and all this is in jeopardy we're not asking for loads of money from the council we realize they're strapped Um, all we are saying is please back us in writing to go and get the money to get this work done. At the moment, we just cannot get them to do this. That's why we're here. And the effort that the volunteers put in here, the coaches, the leaders, the officials, the club committee members, um, the parents, the spectators that come down, um, if you were to put that into pound coins and work that out as a kind of community service, if the council was paying for that, that's invaluable, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, grassroots athletics relies totally on volunteers, people, you know, people's goodwill. And it's not just about us as a club, it's about the whole community. Schools use this, we have a tri-club use it, the windmillers use it. So we're talking about a real loss to the community here. And, you know, we all give our time for free and we're working, you know, 24 hours trying to get this thing done, basically. And Dwayne, you had your athletics introduction here. How important is the club to you and how important is it that we preserve the facility here for generations to come? The support that this club gives to um, athletes that haven't even got the standard of times. So when I first started, I didn't have no world-class times or professional times and they still supported me, you know, and they could see potential. It would be a shame if this club would have to close its doors because it's in a nice location. We need this club to be going on for many more years. Just the amount of talent that comes at this club and it's not in the highest league. And there's a real buzz about this place um, and it must be really important to all the competitors, all the volunteers here, of whatever ability, whatever background and aspiration to have a a, a hub like this in the community where people can share, uh, especially after the last 12 or 18 months of all the problems that people have been through, and to have someone like yourself as an international runner to be able to kind of be here on a club training night where there are youngsters looking at you and thinking, that's what's possible if I get my head down and I concentrate. Exactly. So me coming here, I think um, just walking in, I see a few people staring at me. And it's, it just, if I could do it later on in my age, if a 16-year-old or a 17-year-old, they've got many more years to work hard and train hard. For me, it's consistency, you know. If you're down here, it means you've got some sort of talent. So consistency, show up, listen to your coach, 
and everything should pay off. Hopefully there's a few more internationals here. Thank you, Dwayne. And the final word for Sheila. Hopes and for the future here? Just hope that we can convince the council how important this is, not just to us, but the whole community, and just get this work done so that this track will be here for people like Dwayne and all our young internationals. We've got more in the club, and our youngsters who are winning medals and want to be like him, because otherwise, where are they going to go? Trust me, listeners, I'm looking across the back straight and the uh, home straight here, and it's absolutely a wash of participants enjoying their their sprinting, their middle distance running and their, their rather longer runs as well. There's some jumping going on. It's a fantastic atmosphere here and it's a really important part of our sport in the London region and uh, we must do all we can to protect and preserve it. So thanks for everything that you're doing. Hercules Wimbledon Club Secretary Sheila White and international 400 metre runner Dwayne Cowan talking to England Athletics' Chris Jones. More from the club later. Now time to catch up with two more who impressed at the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. Daryl Nita ran sub-11 seconds for 100 metres for the first time. And Jody Williams made the final after going sub-50 for 400. You'll hear from Daryl first. This is what the pair had to say once again after their Diamond League performances in Switzerland. Five years ago, you won your first Olympic medal and did your first race here in Switzerland. How have you grown as an athlete and person in those five years? You know, I've grown exponentially. I've made so many amazing changes and I haven't given up. So it's great to be back in Switzerland five years later, running sub-11 seconds. <laughs> How excited are you ready about next year with so many big competitions in 2022? I'm super excited. I want to go for them all, honestly. I feel like in track, you've got to make the most of the time. And when you're in shape and in good shape, you have to make the most of it. So I really want to go out there next year and attack everything to my best. Can you believe the amazing time that the Olympic medalists are running in the 100 meter? Honestly, it's absolutely crazy to be in these historic races where I'm seeing crazy times. But it's great because it inspires me. I want to get there one day, so I know I will. How do you feel being back in the crowded uh, stadium? Oh, it's fantastic. This is the first proper crowd since God knows how long. So amazing atmosphere, amazing meet. I'm coming back here for sure. How much of a confidence boost did you get from running faster than 50 seconds for the first time in Tokyo? Um, yeah, huge confidence boost for sure. It was expected for me. Um, it's what I've been aiming to do. So to actually go out there and perform on the, at the right time was, yeah, big confidence boost. And do you feel that you're still learning in the 400 meter events and that you would like to improve? Yeah, definitely. It's my first year doing it. I've got a lot more to learn in this event. What's your goal for next year? Next year I've got three major champs. I'm going to go for all three. Probably a mixture of events. Um, yeah, medals for sure. Really interesting once again to hear the positive mindset towards the jam-packed athletics calendar for next year. Plenty of selection opportunities for athletes across the board to gain brilliant experience. It all starts at club level, of course, and Hercules Wimbledon is one such place where an eye is kept on the next generation. Patrick Hutchinson is a coach there, and if you think that name is familiar, he featured on England Athletics social media channels, 
and right across the media, to be honest, when he intervened to pick up and carry an injured counter-protester to safety at a Black Lives Matter rally last year. No doubt, then, he's someone who values the role of an athletics club in bringing local communities and people of all backgrounds together. Patrick, you play an important part here at the club as a volunteer. Give the listeners a bit of a, a flavour for your input here at the club. Well, hi, no, lovely to meet you and uh, to be talking to your, your listeners. So, yeah, I mean, I um, was brought to this club by uh, a chap called Paul Miller, who is the, uh, the head coach of uh, one of the, the elite sprint group. I coach uh, athletes from under 13s right up to uh, under 20s. I predominantly uh, coach the sprints. We tend to do a mixture of like um, anything from 60s right up to uh, 400s and even 600s, depending on what the sessions are. Um, with lots of resistance work, uh, lots of strength and conditioning, um, lots of mobility work, uh, lots of plyometrics work. And this club, I mean, it's a wash of people tonight. There's a real buzz about the place. No doubt, various abilities, um, various backgrounds, ages, genders. How important is a club like this in the community? Well, funny enough, I was just saying to one of the councillors that this is actually uh, nothing on pre-COVID. Pre-COVID, um, literally my group, we would have to wait for an opportunity to sprint because right. it was so packed with all the middle distance runners going around and stuff. So this is actually quite calm. <laughs> but um, listen, this club um, is everything to the area. It's everything to the children. Um, it, as you can see, it's multicultural. You know, I don't actually live in the Wimbledon area. I wish I did. <laughs> but um, I've actually brought children from other areas who have, um, let's just say, some troubled backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And to train in their own area would be detrimental to them. So Wimbledon's always been like a safe haven to them. They've been able to come yeah. here and train, maintain their, uh, their fitness levels, maintain their interest in the sport. Uh, without um, any issues so it's, it's it's been brilliant for that also and athletics as a sport i can't think of many other sports that offer so much in, in terms of physical literacy the foundation skills to be good at sport but also to live a healthy life the running the jumping the throwing the multi-event components of the sport but also in terms of the life skills the friendships, the disciplines that it teaches, and that's so important in this current time as well, having come through what we've all come through during the last two years, in particular with the pandemic, and, and also the world has faced lots of other challenges as well. So clubs like Hercules Wimbledon, reliant on volunteers to keep the community engaged, so important. Do you agree? Yeah, 100%. I mean, um, you know, we have a mental health uh, pandemic on our hands because of covid being physically fit makes you feel healthy but more more than that um, your mental health your your mental well-being is um is looked after when you train when you work out when you run you know it releases endorphins and makes you feel so much better so i think the mental side of, of this needs to be uh pushed out there just as much as the physical aspects of training uh, and i always um you know talk about this when i when i talk about um you know health and fitness because I'm, I'm a personal trainer by trade you know we have an also an obesity crisis in this country with young children and as you can see you know the children here all fit and healthy and it's because they they consistently train the, the thing is the consistency they come here regularly two to three times a week 
uh, without fail, and, and that's so important for them. And, and this is a life skill that they've, that they've got now, and when they get older, they will always maintain their, their physical fitness because it's something they did as a, as a child. Well, thank you for everything that you're doing to support youngsters here, but not just at this club, you know, across the wider area as well. You're an inspiration, and thank you very much for everything that you do. No, thank you. Thanks for, uh, for talking to me. Patrick Hutchinson speaking to Chris Jones. Now for the final part of the podcast. She may have to battle US Open winner and tennis star Emma Raducanu for the biggest breakthrough of the year by a British teenager, but goodness me has Keely Hodgkinson impressed in 2021. She took Olympic 800m silver away from Tokyo and followed that up with Diamond League victory in Zurich this month. Thank you. What an amazing end of season. <laughs> yes, it definitely was. That was my aim coming to the race to try and win it, but it was never going to be easy because every, every diamond league was always such a world-class field. So, yeah, I'm just happy to finish the season healthy and to take a win on top of that is icing on the cake. You are not even 20 in your first yeah, diamond league <laughs> trophy. Wow. True, I suppose. You've got to take every year as it comes. You don't know what's going to happen in the future. You get injured or, or anything. So, yeah, I just wanted to give it my all. A crazy year, like, I don't think I've had a chance to reflect on it yet, so there's definitely a lot to sink in, but it's been amazing. I've enjoyed every, every aspect of it. I've been to so many different countries I've never been to before, so it's been amazing. I wouldn't change it for anything. So it's a good time for next year. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we're ready for next year. A nice break, and then we'll do it all again. That's Keely Hodgkinson. This is Olympic pole vault medalist Holly Bradshaw. She finished fourth in the Diamond League final in Zurich. And afterwards, she spoke to the media. Since the Olympics, I've been on like an emotional roller coaster. And, you know, Eugene was okay, but a bit of a battle. And the last two and a half weeks training has been okay, but far from what I would anticipate, even leading into a major champs. Physically, I felt fine, but emotionally, I've just been so drained. And in the pole vault, it's a very mental event. If you can't have a clear mind, it can be really hard. And that's what I found. So I didn't really know what to expect coming here. I just wanted to try and do my best um, and get through the meet. And I actually jumped a lot better than I thought. Um, So I'm just really, really happy and kind of relieved for the season to be over. I had quite a few competitions lined up, but just because I'm so mentally drained, um, you know, that Olympic medal was something that I've wanted my whole my whole career. And it was just such a massive release and it's affected me a lot. I cancelled everything apart from the two Diamond Leagues I had left because they are really important to me and um, those are the two I wanted to do. So, yeah, I'm done now. Well, thanks to Holly Bradshaw, the Olympic pole vault bronze medalist, for sharing her thoughts and being honest about the emotional roller coaster, as she termed it, off the back of Tokyo. No doubt she deserves a well-earned rest during the off-season now. Thanks to everyone who's been part of this podcast. been great to hear from some of the stars of the Olympic Games, and also to Chris Jones, who has been to Hercules Wimbledon. If you're interested in finding out more about their campaign to raise awareness of the need for renovation, head online to herculeswimbledonac.org.uk. Also, of course, continue to check out the England Athletics website and social media channels for updates, events, and lots of different courses and other things that you can sign up for. That's all for now. Thanks for listening and goodbye.